Welcome to Apple to Oranges, an Apple Plus original review show. to Oranges, an Apple TV Plus original review show. Oi. I'm Paul. As always, I'm joined by June. Hello, June. Hi. Hi. What's up? <laughs> and we're joined by Jess. Hi, Jess. Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm doing good. So I have a feeling, you know, with, with what just dropped, if you're new to the show, this is your one stop for all Apple TV original plus stuff. We're going to probably focus on one main thing a week and then we'll hit you with news and maybe some of the stuff we're watching on the thing, but we will cover all things Apple. And if this is your first time, thanks for joining us. Hi. Hey. Hey. Happy to have you. don't know if you're happy to have us, but we're happy to have you. (laughs) Of course they're here. It's going to be a fun ride. (laughs) <laughs> Might as well keep listening. You're already here. Might as well keep listening. But yeah, uh, man, this is... We're here. We are here. It's, it's been a while. Like, I mean, I think I think we went with like a year between the ending of season two to to the beginning of season three for Ted Lasso, at least pretty, pretty damn close to it. Yeah. Um, I don't... I never even thought to look... Yeah, when, when was that season out? two? Was that in 2021? Yeah. Yeah, 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 2021. Yeah. Yeah, one, yep. Dang. Yeah. That's right. It came out in, like, summer of 2021, right? Because we... Because the creative differences that it just kept getting pushed back and they went over their budget. So, but, but we're here and and I'm excited to hear everybody's thoughts. Uh, so I'm going to pass it over to Jess this is how it works. She's going to go over what we're talking about and get us with a synopsis and lead the discussion. And I'm excited because we're doing a double main event. We are doing we're a doing double main event. Shrinking first, right? Yep. Okay. Yay. Um, yay. So, um, wow. We haven't, we've only kind of sort of talked about shrinking a little teeny tiny bit. So this is exciting um, because uh, there's a lot of buzz around the show. A lot of people are watching it. Um, up until the Ted Lasso premiere, it was the first uh, thing that people were watching on the Apple, by the Apple TV, like whatever those ranking one. means. It was number one for its entire run up until this week. Yeah, up until Ted Lasso, the season premiere came, and now that's that's on number one, and Tricking is number two. But, like, I've been noticing it on Facebook. Like, um, you know, there's just, like, you know, random people are just like, I'm loving Tricking, da 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 And I'm like, we're going to be talking about it soon. <laughs> just you wait. Just you wait. Just you wait. So um, yeah, so we're finally, finally here where we get to uh, 
where we get to talk about this. So I'm like super excited. And we're only going to be covering um, episode one today. So we're going to be doing this just like we're doing every, um, or just like we're doing Ted Lasso. So we're going to be following Shrinking Along with Ted Lasso, even though I think there are how many, eight episodes out? Right. Yeah, I think we're at the penultimate to tonight. Yeah, yeah, with nine just uh, dropped, so you can actually watch it early. Uh, not that you're going to listen to this at that point, but um, and that is the penultimate episode. So there's that one, and then the finale is episode ten. So that is almost wrapped up. So that's kind of exciting that we're 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 covering this uh, before it's fully wrapped up. So that's pretty cool. Um, and so just to go over the cast and well, whatever they have up on Apple, that's <laughs> what, it's what I'm going to be reading off to you right now, to be quite honest. Um, so we have, uh, Jason Siegel playing our like sort of main character. Like I hesitate to say main character cause this really is like an ensemble, um, show. And like the first episode that we're going to cover today like does feel like it's his show, but then as we kind of progress, it gets less and less to be his show, I feel like. So, um, but our main three are Jason Siegel, uh, he plays Jimmy, uh, Jessica Williams, who plays Gabby, Harrison Ford, who plays I love how <laughs> I love how he's the only one that's a doctor out of the three of them that cracks me up. Dr. Paul Rhodes, uh, Luke Tenney as Sean, Michael Yuri as Brian, Krista Miller as Liz. Um, and we have our executive producers. I don't know who Bill Lawrence is, so I don't know. I'm just going to read his name. Uh, Jason Siegel and Brett Goldstein of Ted Lasso are also executive, um, producers as well as Neil Goldman, um, and Jeff Ingold. Oh my God. There's so many executive. Pro- I'm not going to name all these people. There's so many. Bill people. Lawrence does sound familiar though. Did he scrub? Was he one of the people behind? He's scrub? the showrunner of Ted Lasso. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, okay. I knew that there were Ted Lasso people like, on the show, know. but I didn't know that they had the same executive producer. Okay. I think, but I do think he did Scrubs too. Yeah, this doesn't give me any like writers or directors though, <laughs> so, so I have to look this up really quick. You have to. Um, it will be on each episode because the episodes have different directors and writers. I think. Oh, uh, let me. It'll probably be on each episode. Let me look really quick. I think Jeff Goldstein wrote some episodes. Let's see. Uh, More info. Directed by James. Episode one, directed by James Ponsolt. Thank you. Does it have a writing credit? Uh, yes, it does. Just writers: Bill Lawrence, created by. Jason Siegel, created by Brett Goldstein, created by, but Sophie Seelig. Wait, what the fuck? This is a story editor. So three people okay. are credited for creating slash written by for the first episode, and then we have okay. a story editor. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, there you go. So a lot of Ted Lasso. Uh, readers writers director behind this so that's that's pretty cool um we're all big fans of ted lasso um along with a lot of people that watch apple tv because that is one of like their you know flagship shows um and there's some ted lasso dna like it's i mean it it is a lot of lasso but yeah yeah, yeah, definitely like 
You're like, that's definitely something they like. That's that's a kind of joke they would have definitely done on Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like there you can definitely like once you know that you can kind of like see it a little bit more. So um, what we're going to do is I'm going to read my synopsis and I apologize for these being long today. Uh, I could, I tried to pare it down. I just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't get it. Um, so I'm going to read my, uh, my summary and then we'll go around the room um, and just kind of do a, like a free form discussion about it. So shrinking episode one coin flip. We're introduced to our protagonist, Jimmy, a single father struggling to keep it all together as he's partying with two sex workers late into the night um, and early morning. He wakes the neighbor, Liz, who exhaustingly shuts down the party. And next morning, he half-heartedly tries to talk to his daughter, Alice, who wants none of his shit, though she does make him overnight oats. Uh, We then follow Jimmy to work, and it turns out that he's a cognitive behavioral therapist. And we go through a montage of patient sessions while Jimmy tries to deal with the hangover on repetitious problems. Finally, snapping, he gives an ultimatum to one of his patients, Grace, to leave her husband or or her boyfriend, I don't think it's actually her husband, um, or or he refuses to see her again as his, as uh, her therapist. Um, when the tactic works, Jimmy turns uh, rogue um, and uh, has more than questionable ethics. <laughs> After this, um, we're also, also introduced to Jimmy's two other colleagues, Gabby and Paul. Gabby being the meddlesome yet astute therapist and Paul being the snarky yet loving mentor father figure. Father figure. Both are concerned about Jimmy and later Gabby gives Jimmy a patient referral. Sean, a veteran that's pros, uh, prone, a young veteran, I should say, it, that's prone to violent episodes. And again, Jimmy resorts to less than ethical means to help him, i.e. taking him to an MMA gym to try and give Sean an outlet for his violence. And, um, this actually ends up working temporarily um, as one Jimmy shares uh, with Sean his loss that he lost his wife in a car accident. And two, um, uh, Sean is confronted with a fight, but walks away. Um, meanwhile, Alice, uh, Jimmy's daughter, who is largely being taken, taken care of by again, the neighbor Liz um, tells Jimmy his attempts to reconnect aren't enough. However, after Sean's victory, he convinces Jimmy to literally uh, run to Alice's soccer game. Um, there, Jimmy gets beat up by Grace's ex. So he finds out, uh, confronts him at the game, beats him up. And then that causes Sean to flip out. So um, despite the drama, Alice thanks Jimmy for being there. We're kind of left with that like hanger, uh, cliffhanger-ish. Um, so who wants to start? Well, first off, I'm gonna I'm gonna for people to know I'm gonna play our ratings, <laughs> our ratings <laughs> bumper. No, I think yeah, it's a good time right now. We got yeah. this. There we go. Good to go. Or where are you? This is just podcasting its finest. Our comparison rating system is as follows. If the content is loved, it is juicy. If the content is adequate, it is crisp between low, middle, and golden. If the content is terrible, it is a rancid apple. The reviews may contain spoilers. This is your spoiler warning. Don't be a sour apple and watch the content. Yay. And then I can can quickly get this out of the way because I've been waiting to talk about this for (laughs) fucking... 
eight eight Forever. weeks. Um, I'm gonna start off. I know this, uh, this is gonna be weird to say. I'm gonna give it a golden crisp to start off with. Um, okay. I think like a lot of pilots, it 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 was just setting up a lot, and this one, I think it really did focus on Jimmy and kind of what he's doing. And a lot of this side characters were relegated to the side characters for just this episode. Um, Another reason is I wish I went into this completely blind. I was just going to ask. I wish I didn't know anything about it. Interesting. Because that's a good, I did watch the trailer, but I would have been like, this is one of the best twists ever <laughs> because I'm expecting him to be going to a therapist. And then, you know, they he's like, that and, way. yeah. And then he's like, oh, and one thing I do like is um, that opening scene really like, you know, he's charming, but it really paints him as a selfish prick. And, you know, having watched without a lot of spoilers, having watched up until the newest episode that's coming out tonight is that, we really needed to see him doing the coke and being with, you know, the the sex workers and, and being truly awful to his neighbor and his daughter, especially in that first couple minutes, because we're really seeing kind of his growth and redemption. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that was a brilliant way to kind of to kind of start it off. I feel like this episode was bookend by some pretty hard to watch, disturbing stuff like with him doing that. And then the end of the episode has a very surprisingly brutal, violent attack. Like mm-hmm. they didn't hold anything. That was kind of like it kind of shocked me. I'm like, wow, this really got violent. And they're not like like they're really kind of zooming in on just how aggressive both of those dudes were of Jimmy getting his ass kicked and Sean jumping in. But I mean, I. Yeah, like I it's it, it it's a it's it's a golden crisp because and I have to eat crow. I I don't like <laughs> I don't like Jason Siegel, but I can't see anybody else playing this playing this part. And even in this episode we get a little bit of, you know, when we find out Harrison Ford's going to play a grumpy old man, it's like, oh, he's just going to be himself at Comic-Con. But right. But Harrison Ford is able to put he's able to put heart in this like there's like 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 he's able to put so much nice heart into this, which is so cool to see. And and, and you definitely see a lot more of that. And then, you know, we get the Gabby stuff like 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 we get just little sprinkles of everything. in, But we do find out that the big arc is kind of like, you know, him getting back with his daughter and. Being an unethical therapist, which <laughs> sometimes you got to break some eggs. Like, you know, he's got that. What did they call it? Like compassion fatigue, where he's just like, fuck you guys. Yeah. You're, you're assholes. Like, let me do it for you. And yeah, you're not changing. Yeah. You just come in. You say the same things every week. Da, 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 da. And Harrison Ford is kind of like you're you're kind of taking away there on that like uh, autonomy. Like you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. And I just I, I love the three of them. I, I love all the different types of family stuff that we see in this. We see the different we see his family at work. We see kind of the family relationships he has with his patients. But then we see mm-hmm. a completely broken family at home. Yeah. Um, charming as hell. Uh, I watched the um, if you go underneath on the main page, they have clips. Like okay. of like interviews and Brett Goldstein um, the original pitch for this was not going to be a comedy. 
it huh. was going to be a very dark, character-driven drama. Ooh, I'm glad they didn't go with that. <laughs> and Bill Lawrence is like, we have something here, but let's bring like Jason Siegel in to kind of yeah, pep it up a hey, little bit. Clearly, Jason Siegel was not the. If it was the original pitch, it, they weren't thinking of Jason Siegel. No, no, it would have been Corman. It would have been Corman number two. Like <laughs> need that fucking shit. Oh, but God. it seems like Brett Goldstein was like, "Hey, I work closely with Lawrence. He's going to be the showrunner." And Lawrence is like, "Yeah, this this is a little too dark here, buddy." Like <laughs> he's like, "I'm depressed now. <laughs> I need to." And in fact, in fact, Brett, HBO. We are not HBO. Brett Goldstein <laughs> was going to be Jimmy. It was going to be uh, led by Brett Goldstein. That actually hurt. I mean, you now you could have done like a gritty sort of like HBO AMC type thing, right? But um, and Brett Goldstein, I think, could do that really well. Um, I mean, I know we only know him from comedy, but I think he could. I think he could do drama. I, I think he would be able to. I think he could do all sorts of things. I think he. I I would love to see more range from him, like with regards to acting in the future. Because clearly he's brilliant at comedy. I think he could be really good, you know, in a gritty, dark sort of thing or like a, you know, a drama. Like, I, I don't know. I think he would, I would like to see something like that from him. Find a role for him in Last of Us season two. Let's see what he can do in there. Get him in an episode. Yeah. I don't know. Jess, you're the one that's played the game. Anyone you could play? Uh yeah, I mean there's tons there's tons of characters. There's tons of characters that he could play. Um I mean, not tons. Be, I mean that's like But I mean few. it would be like those characters would only be like one or two episodes, right? Because like the main story it's not an ensemble show, um, right? Like it's yeah, the main I've story read, is I read something uh, it was just a headline, I didn't actually like look at the article, but I read something where they were either like planning on writing season or the second game is more than one season or they are. It was like, yeah, I read that too. So so with that, they're definitely going to expand the, you know, so like, even if there is like, if there are like a couple characters that would only be like a one-off, like I, I, that's probably changed. That'll probably Mm -hmm. change in the in the second and third, you know, when they start game two. Well, HBO Um, gets you some Brett Goldstein. Because if they didn't do that, then that, you know, game two would only be like another season if they decide not to expand roles, you know. Are they? I mean, the game's longer than the first game, but not by that much. Is there there downloadable content? Like, is there a lot of downloadable content they could add? Mm, No. I don't think there's anything yet. Yeah, no. And the first one was just like an episode. I thought there was like, like other that, stuff that was like the downloadable content stuff. Wasn't the, like the um, Riley episode you know pretty much there, the only DLC one? Oh, that's maybe. what I thought. But I know that like, I know that there was like stuff added. I think when they like re, uh, I don't know enough when about they, like, it. Did a they did like, re-release. Yeah, they like re-released the the game it's like the last of us part one or something so it's different but i don't know how it's different um but that's the first game anyway that's not the second game the second game i don't think has any uh dlc yet mm. i feel but like I the showrunner 
I feel like the showrunners are giving us DLC content. They are. With no, this are. show <laughs> alone, with like Frank and Bill. Or... Right? Well, and yeah. aren't they taking stuff from the game, though, to inform that, though? Like, it's letter. Like, don't, don't you get like a lot of, you read a lot of like letters between people? Uh, not with Frank and Bill. Like, Frank and Bill, you get very, like, the scene, the scene when she's like in the car with the, uh, the, the bear magazine, that's yeah. like verbatim. But, like, that's, like, verbatim from the game. Like, it happens exactly like that, said exactly like that. But like, don't you get, like, a letter same. from Frank? Like, you don't ever meet Frank, but you, like, there's read a, a letter. Yeah, there's a letter, but, like, uh, like basically, Frank Frank gets infected and hangs himself. And that you find, yes. you find his body. But um, they hated each other then. And you never find out what happened between them. Like... You're never explicitly told that they were together or anything like that. Like, Bill kind of tears up and is like, you're a fucking asshole or something. Like, but they never, like, they never made up. Like, they they were lived on separate parts of the town. Like, they were not together mm-hmm. uh, when you meet them in the game. Or, the, well, I guess they're never together. <laughs> what was the big yeah. Easter egg in episode five where, like, like I don't know if they were letters, but that's the one with like you know the deaf, the deaf kid and the brother. Like, like they said oh. that there was like some stuff hanging on the wall that like is a huge shout out to the game about some kind of backstory. What the fuck was it called? Oh, I ish, think it was about ish. like like the ish something ish. But wasn't it about like the little like the 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 little underground community? Oh, oh, um, yeah, like, I think I know what you're talking about. Like, so, yeah, because when you, when you're going, when they find that, um, uh, they find like that center. Wait, did they do that in this show? I'm yeah, they trying did. to remember yeah, like, when what they're show, to, what's game, what show, what's game. They're so that's center through the underground tunnels, and then they find like a little community that had been like created in like a bunker. Okay, but yes. this what I'm talking about is it, it's in that scene, but it's like a story about a dude called Ish that like hunkered on a boat. Oh, and I guess um, it's like some huge little side story in the first game, like Ish. Yeah, well, yeah, I was just going to say like I don't know if he I can't remember if he hunkered down in a boat, but like when you're when you're exploring the places around that thing, like you find like you do find letters like from like either from him or to him and basically he was the one like he kind of helped like create that um like little community like and i forget why like i i feel like he he can't remember if it was like he had a family and they all died or something and he cuz like he i think he was the one that was like i'm going to stay in the sewer like forever and then ended up finding other people and brought them in um and they had like a like that little like center so they were like teaching kids to like read and stuff and i don't know how you know i don't know how long they were there for um but obviously long enough you know if they could decorate it and paint it and do all sorts of, you know gather supplies there and teach teach kids shit and everything so and you never actually meet them like you don't you don't ever actually like meet the guy at all cuz he's probably dead by that time but you do get like a pretty all-rounded story just by but like you know in that in that game you have to you know you have to go around to all these different places and actually like look for stuff to read and 
because it's not always like right out in front of you you know like you have to actually like explore and stuff so there's i'm sure there's people have just like run through the game without even like knowing anything about it I bet. But, so yeah, that was my um, review of shrinking. So well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, Sue, so, uh, Brett Last of Us. <laughs> I'll go next. Um, I um, so I watched. I started watching this last week, and um, you know, the first episode. You know, I agree with a lot of what Paul said. I'm at a, I'm at a high crisp because okay. honestly, like, I think. I mean, Paul's totally right. Like, we are all about Jason Siegel's character, and I understand why. But as, and I'm not, I'm not as far, I think I've only watched like the first like three episodes. But even in like the next two episodes, like, the more you see the dynamic between the characters, like, the more, like, in the, because you're bringing the side characters, you know, you're, you're giving them more time, like screen time, and you're getting to know them more. And so, I like those interactions better, but also, you know, Paul, what the way, you know, you're t- the, how it ends, right? Like, I mean, we just go right there, how it ends at the football game, though, and how violent it is. Like, I do feel like it escalated really quickly, like Jason Siegel's turn. Like, I almost feel like the episode, like, should have ended with the session with Grace. Like, I wish we could have seen him be, like, get more and more like pushed to that breaking point. Um, I did feel like it was a little bit rushed. And I think if we had done that, like you could have allowed that to breathe a little bit more and it would have get an opportunity to bring, you know, Harrison Ford, Jessica Williams to bring them in a little bit more in the first episode, right. To make it feel more of an ensemble show. And, um, and the thing is, I, I kind of think it would have been fun if, you know, he, he gets to the point where he just finally is like, I don't get, like, when he gets to the, I don't give two shits anymore, like, attitude and, like, snaps at someone. Like, I would have wished that that first time it happened, it would have been, like, on a smaller scale and not in a therapy session, right? Mm-hmm. Like, something, like, when he's out at the grocery store, out a restaurant or something, right? Like, it just yeah. kind of comes out of him, right? But it's, it's not a big thing. It's just a tiny thing, right? Like something that you gradually build to, right? You see him just growing more and more. Like I cannot handle. Like I'm starting. I'm. Just, I'm getting to. Yeah, you know, I'm getting to the point where like I'm going to snap, right? And I don't. I think the pilot having all of that crammed in the pilot itself would have like just made it too, too rushed when we get to the final scene. Because I think you could have had more Sean. You know, like if you had spread this out over like two, so like the second episode would have ended with the big fight scene. You could have had more mm-hmm. sessions with Sean, right? Like, and mm-hmm. you could have seen more of Sean, like seeing like what triggers him and why. Like getting a little bit know, know more about like maybe his experience, you know, in the army and, you know, what he had to deal with doing that. So like, I think if you just had some of those beats to like breathe a little bit more, then I, I think that final that the fight scene wouldn't have just been like a holy shit, we this is a pretty brutal fight scene. I think it because it, it makes it kind of hard to like because Sean, it's one thing if you're like if you punch the guy once, like you knock him down because the the ex boyfriend he assaults Jimmy first. Yeah, but then Which Sean is crazy. like the guy, and the guy is down, right? Like, and so that the <laughs> so ex crazy. is Jimmy's down. Jimmy's pleading he's not with him. Getting 
Yeah, then yeah. like the X is down. He's not like that one punch. He's not getting up. And if he does get up, all you got to do is just push him and he'll go, you know, he'll shove down. And at that point, you would have had people had the time to like separate them. But no, he punches him. The guy's down. It's clear the guy's down. But Sean like just can't. He I think he he, loses, he, he can't control himself. But then like actually like straddles him, gets on top of him, straddles yeah. him, pins him to the ground. And is just mercilessly just feeding his face. And then hearing Jimmy like begging for the, I'm okay I'm okay I'm okay when he's he gets be- hit and he's like begging for the li- he's like begging for this guy's life this guy just assaulted Jimmy and Jimmy's like begging for his life see that's and, why uh, I think we kind of needed this at the end of the first episode only as a way because because like I feel like we needed to see some kind of humanity in Jimmy for people to want to tune in to the next episode to be like, ah, oh, this guy's an asshole. Fuck this. But See, like, I think you could have, well, I, I think you could have sprinkled it. You could, if you spread it over two episodes, you could have sprinkled it a little bit more. And, um, and I think it more and more that you kind of sit with him. I mean, I and, like the banality think, of everything. It's like seeing how he gets to a snapping point. Yeah. I don't, mm, I don't disagree, but I also agree with Paul's point where like, I feel like if that if if the first episode was us just watching Jimmy like be shitty and react like shittily like and just getting more and more fed up with these people like I feel like we wouldn't care about anybody. <laughs> well, I didn't like, like Jimmy. I didn't like Jimmy until the end where he gets hit and he's like, "Sean, I'm fine. I'm fine." I'm like, "Oh God!" Like he does care about people. Like yeah, that's like, when I was sold. Right, because like you. Like when you're introduced to him, like it's like he like he's like the shitty like father, but like I mean, you know, he's he's drinking a shit ton, he's doing drugs, like he's up at night, like, you know, from the neighbor's reaction, from Liz's reaction, like, you know, this is not the first time that he's done this, you know, like and we you yeah, know, I kinda went into it differently husband. though. Like I went into it differently and because I did watch the trailer and um, you know, so you know that he's grieving the lo- the loss of his wife. So, I don't like. Think I knew that. I knew that going. I remember if I knew that or not. I didn't no, I, know that I did. his wife. Oh, see, said. I knew yeah, that I don't going think I in. Knew that either. I knew yeah, that I going in, and so yeah. um, I think I maybe have like I heard a review on there NPR or something. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe like, it was a review I that, that I. I think it was a review that I heard on NPR. Um, I mean they, they weren't spoiling. I mean I don't think it was like a major spoiler. Um, but. I think no. when they were just doing their like well, the, their review, they mentioned like he's grieving. They, they describe him as like a you know therapist grieving the loss of his wife, and um, yeah, how I he deals with that effects, whatever. So I knew that yeah, going in. So I think so. I think for me, I already knew that something horrible. Like I knew that this horrible thing had happened, and no, it doesn't. Yeah, I, I mean that happens now- all the time. It doesn't make it doesn't justify that you just be a piece of shit. But you clearly yes. he is. I got the sense that he was. I mean, I knew that he was already. This guy's working through something, not in a good way right now. Yeah. See, but, I didn't. Um, now that you say that, like, I definitely didn't know that because now, now that you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, I did. Because like when he's in the, or yeah, when he when he talks to Liz and she's like, "Where's Alice?" Like, you don't know who Alice is yet. So like, I was like, "Wait, is she talking about his wife?" That's what I, I thought like, too. Yeah. I was like, oh man, and like 
Yeah, because I don't even think, like, I'm trying to even remember, like, when they actually say her name while she's in the room. So I don't think I knew her name was Alice for a long time, <laughs> like, for, like, half the episode, <laughs> where I was like, oh. And then I think it's she, like, she picks up the picture, and that's when you when you know, like, it, like I guess, whether it was, like, in the morning, the morning after or whatever. Um, I can't remember, but, yeah, I definitely didn't know that know that until a oh. later yeah um, so. the only episode, trailer so. the only trailer i remember watching is just like him on a trampoline and like oh. harrison ford <laughs> walking by and just being like i think the reason why i think it felt rushed though is because you know like he you know when he snaps during his session with grace like that's the i feel like that's like the one where and because then he decides, like, I'm just going to, this is how I'm going to do this from now on, right? And he, like, kind of barrels right into it. And that's what I mean. Like, I felt like it was just, it was very fast how we get to that final mm-hmm. scene at the soccer game. So, and it, it was a little, it, for me, it was jarring to have it done in mm-hmm. such a compact episode. So, I was like, to have two huge things, because you could have ended an episode where the session with Grace is the finale, where he does snap and then, like, you, you could, see that yeah. Where he's like, and then it's like, oh my god, like this is like, yeah. For his, I mean, you I, know? yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if they had done that. Um, I you know, like I gave us, but maybe that's just because of what we got, like because mm-hmm. that's what we did get. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's but- really, I mean, the thing, the thing of it is though, like especially with this show, like it's hard to, like being caught up, it's hard to like knowing some of the other stuff that happens with um, some of the other characters, you're like, but I, but if that didn't happen this way, then we wouldn't, it would have, yeah. I don't know if we would have gotten this over here. So that makes it harder. Cause like, I think, I think they could have done it how June said, like if they just had ended it with great, with grace, I would, I definitely don't, think that Sean like if they would if they would have done that that Sean should have been in that first episode at all because like I think like how his trajectory trajectory goes is pretty good how as is and like um, you could have started the following episode with the referral from Sean right and like yeah, yeah Jimmy's just coming that. off of like and he's like you know he's trying to reconcile what he just did with Grace right and yeah you know it'd be something where like he's sitting there and he's like yeah you know and as he's talking to Sean in the first session, he's like, you know what? I'm I mean, going to try I do, doing this. I'm going to think outside the box again. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, I kind of do like his first, his first interaction with Sean though, like still being like drunk and high probably or whatever. And he's doesn't really know, like, you know, he, he just talked to yeah, his colleagues and they're not, you know, they're not on board. And so, it's not like, it's not like great. It's not like having grace in the chair where, you know, she's just going to be like, okay. Like she's just going to go along with whatever he says. It's Sean. Who's going to like call him out. Like, Why the fuck am I here? If you're not actually going to participate in the session, you know, and by the way, grace is played by um, Saturday night live uh, cast member, um, Heidi Gardner, who is, she's one, she, she's been on it for a few years now. She's, she's really good. Yeah. On Saturday Night Live, so I'm glad that she's in this. I um, I I love her. So anything that she's in makes me happy. Yeah, she's she's good. She's good in her she's good in her role. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, she does a good job. 
Um, but yeah, so um, I, you know, it's hard. It's so hard. It's so hard for me to judge this on its own. Because you I know, guess, like, I know, I know all these things. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm, I don't know. I think I'm around where Paul is at a golden. Um, That's although, fine too. I don't know. Like I go, I go. <laughs> I go back and forth because I'm like, maybe I should give it a juicy though. Cause like, I remember when I watched, when I first watched it, like, and it ended, I was like, okay, I have to watch the next one. Like I couldn't yeah. not watch the next one. So that in itself should be, you know, like an indicator of a juicy is like, oh, okay. Like I have to watch it. Not like, oh, I'll get to it later or I'll stop and make dinner or I'll answer a text. It was like, no, we're just going to, yeah but how many things this. have you watched like you continue to watch and you're like i just i need to know what happens in the story but it's not like you're loving it like i've done that i was loving uh, this though. but i loved it <laughs> like, i loved it's not a, I, for me at least it's not uncommon for me to like continue to watch something Same. because it's like Same. i oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I think this is terrible but i just i need to know how it ends now I yeah, think no, I, because I have episodes that I absolutely love that are definitely juicies. Like it, like like it's weird. Like as Jess was saying, having seen everything else, it's like, ooh, like, this uh, this episode is a juicy. You don't want it to right. influence previous ones. Yeah, it's exactly. like this episode, like like this episode later in the season is a juicy, and I think it's better than the first one because of the groundwork that we're getting to. So if yeah. that's a juicy and I don't feel like this one is there yet, right. I can't, it's like, <laughs> ah, yeah, exactly. But like, I feel like, and I, I think like if I, if I go over like the juicy line, I feel like it's all Sean in this first episode because it was that point where he, he, um, he gets bumped by the guy in the street and calls Jimmy and you think that he's calling to like from a cell yeah. and he's just calling to be like, I walked away and Jimmy just says this like, like, Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. And he's like, what? And he's like, you walked away. Like you didn't do it. And then by the end he, you know, he flips back because now it's somebody he cares about that's getting hurt. And you know, he's so he kind of like reverts back. So, and you know, I'm like, oh no, Sean, like, oh no, like, I have to know what happens to him. Like, no, Sean, no, like, yeah, you know, how are we gonna, how, like, how is Jimmy gonna deal with this? Like, how are we gonna get past this? You know, what's going what's like Paul to, gonna say? I'd like to know what an actual therapist, like, watching this show would think. Um, because from what <laughs> I understand, Liam. though, like, like most therapists, like, that I think. I would say almost all therapists, like the sort of cardinal rule is you don't get too personal with your patients. Like there has, you have to have like, yeah, you they have to have that wall. And, um, <laughs> and they talk about, I know, I know. And they, they do talk about this later episodes. I mean, that is an issue, but, um, so yeah, they mentioned dual, dual yeah. relationships. Like, yeah, you're not supposed to have them rely uh, on you like that and yeah it's i mean yeah with with behavioral therapists it's it that that's a that's a huge thing and then on uh well and i thought this was interesting too because like um uh uh it was who was it oh no no um so he tells sean that he lost his wife and then you know sean says something to him to the effect of oh you're not supposed to tell me that 
are you? He's like, Should oh, no, you be no, telling no. me this? <laughs> yeah, and he was like, no, 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 no. And no, but we we just talked about this last week with Dr. Sharon. The reason she got through to like she could like Ted could tell her stuff is because she shared something personal with him, you know, like a personal like feeling about something that happened to her. So I just thought that was very interesting. Like now he already knew about the accident. So that's, you know, like he knew that she, you know, got hit by a car on her bike, but still like that's something that she shared that was personal. So I just thought that was actually kind of like an interesting it's a, a and little different here though. Same people too. But know? I think the difference here though is like something this like your spouse dying. Like that's a different kind of personal information. Yeah, right? but you're like still about, creating that tr- you're still that creating an openness. You're still yeah, creating you're still, that kind of dialogue and um but it's yeah, just and, so one of my well one of my good friends is um is she's PhD uh um Dr. Burma, she's great, but she um is at the uh she works at Clemson um with the counseling program there, but um and so a lot of her patients, you know, are students, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, we I remember like even I mean now, like if I'm out in Clemson with them and we're at a bar and if she sees one of her students, we leave that bar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, like that's it's like no a standard. Yeah, and my therapist that like, therapist. And the therapists that I've that I've had, you know, they're like if you know, one of the first things they say is like, if we're out and I see you out, like I'm not gonna talk to you. And then right. she's like, and I ask that you not approach me. Right. Yeah. And so exactly. I mean, so it's um it was interesting. Um I mean, I I don't know, I don't think I've heard what um what actual therapists are thinking about this show. Um it'd be interesting to hear. Well, Maybe we should get uh, we should get <clears throat> Philip on it on here. We can get Philip, but um we could also talk to Leo because he and Leo uh, is a therapist and um I like I mentioned this show on like a group chat that I have with like him and Jake and um, our friend Jake and our friend Leo Um, collectively, all of our friends, not just my friend, but um, uh, I mentioned this show and Jake was like, yeah, I have to watch it. And then, you know, I said something to the effect of what, and Leo was like, yeah, I, I need to watch it, whatever. And I was like, yeah, there's a lot of ethical, unethical things happening. And he was like, oh, that's every single therapist on every, anything. <laughs> it was that's like true. anything that you watch, movie, TV, whatever, there's always questionable ethics every time. And then he yeah. gave me a list of all his favorites. Favorite, so what's like, best favorite? and worst. What's one of them? Uh, Is it Dr. Melfi? Uh, Robin Williams from Goodwill Hunting. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Which one um, Robin Williams an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh so that was that was one of his his favorites. But yeah, so it's like I mean there's always gonna be uh bad ethics. But then you also have like um I mean, I don't know, like we'll <laughs> talk about it as it progresses, I guess. But I just thought that was interesting that you know, the differences between you know, like our therapist here. And I mean, you do also have, you know, like, I mean, because like even in this first episode, Gabby's like, yeah, I don't even want to hear any more of what you're doing because just listening to you makes me feel like an accomplice and I'm out, like I'm done. I do. Jessica Williams is fabulous. Um, I I first saw her on the, um, on the Daily Show. Um, Mm -hmm. What's so funny is um, she's a good actress, but 
you can definitely tell that she um, comes from stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, she's definitely, I mean, all, all the guys on Daily Show, I mean, John Oliver, John Stewart, I mean, all, they, 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 all of those guys were stand like they all got their start in stand-up. Yeah. Um, she did too. Um, because my husband watching this with me, and he doesn't know who she is, though, but he was like, is she a stand-up comedian? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's where she got her start. Um, and I think you can yeah, just she's see fabulous. That. And I think most, I think oh. most stand-ups, like when, in, when <laughs> most stand-ups, when they're acting, like in stuff where they're not being a stand-up, you know, like you, there, there's a certain, there's like a cadence, you know, to how they like read the lines and stuff mm-hmm. and the way they deliver jokes. But um, no, I think she's wonderful. I, I've always um, loved her. She was um, actually in the third Fantastic Beast Harry Potter thing. Um, and she was really good in it. That. She was like, she was one, the <laughs> one, um, <laughs> the, the crimes of Dumbledore or whatever. Um, Grindeldorf or whatever <laughs> fuck his name is. The Johnny you know Depp what, guy. The, the, the only two good things from them are Jude Law and then um, Hogwarts Because <laughs> Jude Law is oh. one damn sexy wizard professor. Man, speaking yeah, of sexy people, I've never, I've never seen this Gabby in my life before, and I'm so glad that we do. You this. didn't know? Oh, you'd never seen um, any of her stand up or anything before? No. Nope. No, yeah, she's didn't great. Thing of hers either. I've only watched, I've only watched one episode of The Daily Show in my life. Oh my god! And it I was John Stewart or Trevor clips. Noah. It was John Stewart because they did one, and it was one of Steve Carell. Steve Carell was still on it. Oh and god, that was a while ago. They covered a prison in Shakopee, Minnesota, a woman's prison that had no fence. And growing up, my cousins lived in that backyard where That's we would be so playing crazy. in a treehouse. And just an inmate would come running through the backyard. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. She was, um, yeah, so she was one of the correspondents. But I can't, I think she was one of the correspondents when it, when Trevor Noah was doing the show. She is mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, she is funny. So oh she's great. Yeah, so, she's, yeah, she's fantastic. All of the, all of the uh, side characters are amazing and they, Jefferson from Married amazing. with Children. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah, oh my God! His husband. He's such. He's so, so many dad jokes. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you both a question. Um, um, who was your favorite character in this first episode? Like, if you can think back to the first episode, who were you like? This is who I love. Mm. Oh, Gabby. That's a great question. Gabby. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Gabby's a close. Is a close one, but I don't and, know. Probably Paul. Okay, and June, you've only watched one other episode. After no, the- I've watched. Uh, I think I've watched either, either to three or four. I can't. I, I don't know if I finished four. I think I must because we were watching it. Is Gabby is Gabby still your favorite character? Oh, I know what you're talking about. No, I have gotten to that part. Yeah. Okay, Jess, do you have a favorite character? Like, has your favorite character changed from? <laughs> This is so hard. Um, because there's so many aspects of like all the different characters that I love so much. Uh, but Paul is definitely up there, so he's yeah, gotta Paul. be like top two. I think Paul's <laughs> my least. number. I think Paul's my number two, and I never thought I'd say this. I think Liz. I think Dang. Liz is my is my favorite character in this show. 
she definitely gets better because like she gets like, so better parts there's certain parts where i'm like i don't like her at all and then like something happens and i'm like never mind <laughs> like, forget I, it i was wrong the humor definitely progress i don't think there was a lot of humor like there was humor in the first episode but it really hits its stride later in the season. Like the zingers come and like, they're not even zingers. They're ones that kind of like sneak in and you're like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. She's just like, I know. And we talked about this, like just me and you, Paul, we talked about this, but there's a lot of like, like if you, if you, yeah. Like if you watch, if you watch these episodes, like more than once, or even sometimes if you just watch it once, there's a lot of like very short like uh, lines like and most of the time for me anyway, for me, it's like a reaction to somebody, something that somebody else has said. And they're just so fucking funny. But like I have to rewind it because I'm like, wait, what did he just say? Did he just say something? And then it's like you can't like you read. I have subtitles on. So it's like you either read it or you hear it. And I just like oh, like you just die because it's just like that very like short, you know, very like fast like thing that you could like easily, easily miss. And this um, is completely out of context. This is but I I pissed my pa- she's 12 peed my pants Pee, like when you get <laughs> piss myself pretty much because because I wasn't expecting it and and that like high stakes of a moment all of a sudden this line just gets ripped out and I just like I didn't even know I was laughing until like twenty seconds into laughing <laughs> yeah yeah there's some really funny there's some and really funny moments Jason like Segal this- Bravo. Bravo to this man. <laughs> you know, he's great. About, he, well, he's also he's like you know one of the best things that he did though was um was back in 2010 when he revived the Muppets. You know, with that Muppet movie that he made. Thank you, right? June. I love but, you. Fucking weird I, movie. You know what, I love that movie. No, so I love much. that movie. I love the Muppets. Like it was such a child. So here's the thing: you bring back this beloved like, childhood property that's. Yes, they were funny. They were they they had comedy, you know. But it's thought of as wholesome, right? And with Jason Segal, there with this movie, they're like setting it, like like putting it in present day or 2010, right? So like like one of the best gags in it is that um, Animal is at this like really beautiful. <laughs> he's at this beautiful retreat um, where he's under where he's doing ther- where he's in group therapy. Like a and just, like beautiful, like on this beautiful like. <laughs> California hilltop, right? And um, he's he's there for anger management, and his room his roommate is a uh, um, Jack Black. <laughs> and um, so you just do really funny stuff so with it. it. It's so good. But what I think, and this is a Jason Segal thing, like you know, in order to, but in order for it to make sense in 2010, what where he put like who. If the Muppets continue to exist in our world, like, you know, we have this, like, 20 years where we don't have anything from them, like, what has happened? Like, where are they? Like, literally, where it's like, where are they now? And, like, they're separated. Like, the Muppets have broken up, and they're all doing their separate things. They don't they don't really talk to each other. And, like, they're not. Like- it's, they're, it's, it's kind of, it's like, but it's just, like, just the good amount of cynicism at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie that... I thought it was just really, really clever of like reintroducing the Muppets 
in 2010. Right. And like, he's got a lot of like good movies. He like, and you know, I, I love you, man's great. Uh, he was really great. Marshall you know, is fucking funny as shit. How I met your mother. How I met your mother. Like he was really great in that. Oh yeah. And, that's um, a great show. Freaks and geeks. He was in, um, he's got, was a great he's got, show. That final season was pretty terrible as how I met your mother, but. Oh, it was like a Freaks and Geeks? I thought they got one. <laughs> no, no, no. no. How I got your mother. I how I got your like, mother. Yeah, that last season. <laughs> I was like, that that's last a season. fucking fantastic show, Judy. No, I like there was, Geeks. There was one movie he did. It was one of Netflix's first original movies, and it was very dramatic. It was with oh, Robert Redford. I, I think I know what you're talking about. And it's like, it, it, it's like they find out that like they have yes. scientific proof that there is an afterlife so people are like committing suicide that is one of the most depressing (laughs) i know but he was really good in it It (laughs) yeah no it was good it was really good but it's one of those like you watch and you're like wow that was great i'm never watching this again (laughs) yeah yeah exactly like very very (laughs) ingenious concept but it's like oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> like, make sure you're, like, in a really good place when you watch them. Yeah, and be really at your center. Like, <laughs> Yeah, because, like, it's, it's like, um, I don't know. I think it's called um, The Discovery. I, I think it's called yeah. The Discovery, yeah. We'll just believe you on that, because I don't remember at all. I kind of want to recommend it to June, but I also don't, because she's my friend. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we want you to be happy. We don't want you to depress you with that movie. No, because if I'm going to make you watch a movie, it's going to be it. <laughs> Which well, is not, not It's not happening. It's not happening. It's yeah. so good, though. You no, watch, not, I, you don't watch the last I don't care. I don't care. You watch the Last of Us is scarier. It's fucking scary. No, it's shit. Not. Paul, you're, you're trying to tell me Stranger Things 4 was scarier. No. Okay, because guess Stranger what? Stranger Things I, 4 was absolutely scarier than it. Yeah. No, what? No. Oh, hundred percent. Um, okay, that ABC like two night TV version of it that still scares the fuck out of me. Oh, you need Look. to rewatch that. That's comical. No, I actually Look, kind of watched and rewatched it. It was on TV. They 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 had on TV like maybe like last year or something, and um, and I would have only watched it because my husband was sitting here, and plus it was during the daytime. But I watched like probably about like 20 minutes of it. And I was like, oh, fuck this. And I turned it because it's too fucking scary. So if June, that's all you need to me, do, all you need to do is go down into a sewer and no. face your fear. <laughs> because it's all just perfect. <laughs> I love the tie in there. Cl- there's an evil clown down there. <laughs> And on that note, Jess, I see note, what you did there. I see. You what like you that did segue? Yeah. No, okay. Segue. I'm kind of. I'm sorry. The the whole the, the whole. I was so I got I got a little bit of rage at Tell Lasso because Apple TV is talking about the movie It, and we talked about a pitch for It on this fucking. Oh. Dude, we did, and now HBO has it, and HBO has it, and now Ted Lasso, an Apple TV show, is making it part of its huge storylines in the first episode. Right? Yeah, so let's get into oh. that, guys. See, so on that episode note, nine, season three, Stranger Things four is scarier than it. 
I, I feel like that guy. I feel like that guy like changed my mind. You are the only no, because every other person that I've talked to that has seen both, they when I tell them that this is what you said, they're like, "That your friend is nuts. That's crazy." What? Yeah, yeah. Jess, Jess, you got my back on this. I do have your back. Stranger Things it's, four, Venka was creepier than Pennywise. Yeah, like there were definitely the way he like, stalked like a couple of those people oh. was terrifying. It, it's fucking scary as shit, oh, the man. the clock in the wall? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing. Ted Lasso! Um, we're not talking about anyway, Ted Lasso. No we were going to because it's a part of Ted Lasso episode. I, I was just going to say, I tried to segue us like five minutes ago. Where were y'all? Well, Paul right. got it. Paul got it. Anyway, um, so I know. I forgot about that scene. Ted Lasso. <laughs> I even... Said it in the accent, in Jamie's accent. I said poopé. The, let the record show. Oh, Jamie. That I'm going to say it again. <laughs> this All is right. in my thing here. Um, Ted Lasso, season Ted Lasso. one, the long-awaited third season has premiered. Smells like mean spirit. Ted Lasso is back, baby. We open up with a melancholy Ted waiting for his son flight, son's flight back to the States after... Uh, six weeks with him, and on the ride home, da 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 da. Ted calls Doctor Sharon. I know. I right? was su- surprised. I thought in June. I'm like, June's happy. No, I, I was like, like, oh, he was like, I did it. I thought you said she wasn't in this season, and I was like, she's not. I said, I guess her cameo's early. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I. And she's getting obviously it guessed that she was going to be back but I definitely didn't think it was going to be in the first like five minutes of <laughs> the episode one so that was yeah she is getting it Paul She's getting it. <laughs> or she will get it um Ted calls Dr. Sharon and Ted quest- questions his efficacy at Richmond later that day Ted enters Rebecca's office where her and Higgins are aghast at all of the pundits picking Richmond for last place in the season uh, which not only gets under her skin, but uh, also starts to infiltrate the team's psyche too. Even Roy, even Roy Kent, who advocates sticking to a tried and true formation rather than switching up strategies. Uh, the team gets so distracted that Ted decides to take them on a little field trip. Meanwhile, Rebecca visits Keely at her new PR firm, which is so busy she needs to make an appointment to cry <laughs> so sad uh rebecca is worried that ted isn't fired up enough and keely remarks that you have to just let ted be dead um over at west ham nate is still a dick who is still obsessed with what the internet uh, has to say than actually having confidence <laughs> this isn't a biased summary at all <laughs> and actually having confidence hmm. as well as cutting players down rather than building them up and Rupert is still super slimy. Uh, later, we find out that Ted has taken the team down into London sewer oh, system, uh, oh which God. is then posted to Twitter. He makes the point to the team to lean on each other and let the poopay fly flow right through. Uh, Rebecca is furious. As this is happening, Nate has his press conference. Uh, for West Ham, needing to do his gross spit trick uh, while remembering sad dad moments, as I like to say, um, to gain yeah. the confidence. <laughs> fucking weird. To gain the confidence to be a complete prick to the pundits and Richmond, um, even so far as to call Ted a shitty coach. 
uh, commenting on their Twitter, the Twitter post. Um, then the Richmond boys start to freak out, but Jamie wisely says, it's just poopy. Uh, Rebecca <laughs> begs tight, uh, Ted to fight back. And at Ted's press conference, Ted does what Ted always does, which is win the press over with positivity and humor by telling it, by telling the quote unquote, I'm so dumb jokes, taking the high road. Uh, let's see back at West Ham, Nate obsess- obsessive still over Ted and the internet. Uh, when Rupert gifts him a car, a very fancy car, I actually don't even know what type of car that is. Cause I uh, wasn't paying I attention when a, I was writing my notes. I think it's a Genesis, which is a Korean uh, luxury, like a new Korean luxury. You know what? It might be. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised like if it Hyundai. was, yeah. if it was like the, like the, the, what is it? The luxury like the Hyundai brand of car. Um, we just got a dealership. In, yeah. It's a Korean, uh, like luggery car. Yeah. It was a yeah. Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we close where, yeah, we close with, uh, news of, uh, Rory and Keeley telling Phoebe that they broke up and Ted finds his out. His wife is dating, uh, is now dating somebody dating. from yeah he's she's dating she's dating uh, as he has a FaceTime uh, call with Henry. It was literally oh get it because he was wearing yeah right. you know I give I give that synopsis a juicy yeah that's not a little juicy that was awesome yeah synopsis of a juicy yeah. I'm gonna jump into my review I do have some stuff to say about this episode so I'm gonna <laughs> jump in I'm shocked jumping in. <laughs> Shocked and so, appalled. So here's the thing: it's like, so I'm it right up, now, Paul. right now I'm at a crisp, oh, but an optimistic one. Oh, um, okay. because it, here's the thing: you know, when we last week we were talking about, you know, we we did our little retrospective on season two and where it ended and kind of like what this could mean for season three. And you know, in watching the season three trailer, you know, we I think we all kind of agreed that the way that season two ended and then the way that the season three trailer like the music choice and the structure of it 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 seemed like we were going to have a kind of a heavier it would still Mm. be ted lot but it's not going to be the more it's going to be less bubblegum pop right yeah and i think it was going to be a little heavier um and i i felt i felt like we were moving towards that a little bit um i know that some of our complaints about ted himself is that Yes, he worked on a lot of things last season, but, you know, he also does some really dumb things like, you know, making unilateral decisions of like putting Jamie back on the team without talking to the team when the team said, hey, we would really appreciate if you talk with us about shit like that. Right. Or, you know, hiring Roy without talking about it with the other coaches or the players, you know, like, how would you feel? I mean, think about that. too. Actually, after we talked last week, I was sort of like. That was kind of a dick move of just like hiring Roy, not talking to anyone about it. I mean, just the previous season, he was these guys' teammates. Like that could be that could be weird, you know. And so I mean, you don't just discuss things with people, and then you know he gets by on his like all shucks, Ted Lasso-ness, and yeah. And I liked how Rebecca, like Rebecca, I think is getting fed up with it. Clear, she made that clear this season. Um, and. You know, I just the whole thing with the sewer. It I was it made me so frustrated at Ted because I'm like I get it right. The team the team is distracted right because they 
it's all over the place. Like they are ranked last and it's, and it, of course it's going to get in their heads. They're athletes and, you know, it's going to, you know, the vibe isn't going to be good. I get that you need to, you want to teach them a lesson, right? Like you need to do, but I just felt like the whole field trip thing. It's like, you're a, you're a sports coach. And I get that Ted, like, you know, this is a new sport for you. You still don't really get it. Really. You shouldn't be the head coach of a sport that you really don't know anything about, but you know, as a athletic coach, shouldn't you know that like you can make that lesson and incorporate it into the actual practice because what they need to be doing is practicing, right? Like this whole take a field trip to the fucking sewer. I just, it was, <laughs> it was, it was an unnecessary Ted Lasso move that we see him do these things over and over again. And I think for me, at least with the character, I'm sort of like, dude, like, you can't Uh-oh, keep. June's Rebecca. She, she's fed up. I am actually, and I was, I was like Rebecca. I was like, thank God. But thing is, and thank God, Rebecca. Thank God for finally just <laughs> saying, like, that being laptop. like, just being like, yeah, you need to tell Ted like he needs to fucking like snap out of it. He needs to not be an asshole, but you know, fight back. And Ted's smart enough; he could probably do it. He, do it in a way. That is not just deflection. Where's lead tasso? Not lead tasso. No, we don't need lead tasso. But like, no one needs I think one thing, that, one thing that Ted needs to learn is Ted does need to, he needs to learn how to fight back in the Ted Lasso way. Because what he, what he does is he doesn't fight. It's not fighting. He is deflecting. This all shucksness, that's all it is. He's just deflecting. It's a diversion. And, you know, I, he's affable, he's amiable, and he's charming and, you know, so charismatic. And so, like, he's generated a lot of goodwill. Clearly with Rebecca, that, that goodwill is starting to run out with her. And, um, you know, for a moment, I kind of thought in the press pool that it was starting to kind of wear off there. I thought I felt a little bit of that because when, when he started doing the, like, I'm so dumb, y'all. And like trying to get the back and forth joke going, like mm-hmm. it took them a while, like to sort of do it. And I, so I wonder if that's maybe like an indication, though. Like, like Ted, I mean, um, Paul, you were, I mean, that's one of the things that you said. You were like, I think people are gonna kind of be fed up with Ted this season. Yeah, and but, I, and I think so. And and so that's why I'm, it's, I'm out of Chris. <laughs> I'm an mm-hmm. optimistic Chris because I'm hoping that this is an indicator that like. It's, we're not going to continue with like Ted saves the day with Asha. See, yeah. June, I think I, 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 I don't know, like the way that played out with the I'm so dumb thing at first. I'm like, oh, yeah, like we're going there. And then also I'm like, oh, it's a fish out of water joke because they don't know. Yeah. Teen. Yeah, yeah that. it's that. Right. And then again, here's things like he doesn't really address the issue is that his coach abandoned him went to a major not only a major competitor but like it's known the team that nate went to is owned by the ex-husband of the owner of the richmond team like that's this is not like the, there like clearly there's drama and issues there and um and nate is being a total dick and and you know jess i know that you were saying like you know you're the, the whole heel turn with nate 
I think what the show has not done well is that they sprinkle things in. And so you can infer some things about Nate, but I think it would have been so much more effective to maybe show this a little more. Like clearly Nate is being the way he is now. Like Nate doesn't know who he is right now. And he is, he's behaving this way because it's about his relationship with his father. Um, In the Christmas episode, he makes a comment, right. Of like, he doesn't, he never knows what to buy his dad because his dad, like something to do, like, yeah, you know, nothing's ever good enough for him. Or like, oh, yeah, his, dad's everything. <laughs> his dad's a dick. Now here's the thing though. And, and, and right now his dad's just looking like a dick, but what I think they're trying to, what, what I think, what I'm inferring from all, from Nate's situation is that, you know, you know, his parents are immigrants from India and what's, and as a child of um, immigrant parents from Asia, like Asian immigrant parents, like it's not unusual you know, for them to put these, you know, super, super high expectations on their kids, right? Like Mm -hmm. you put so much pressure on them, but then even when they do, you know, when they do have these achievements in their life, it's still not like they, you you find something within that Mm -hmm. to like pick at, like, if I got an A on a test, right? And if I got a 92 on a test, my this actually happened to me. I got a 92 on a test. I'm like, oh, how's your test today? I'm like, oh, I got a 92 on it. And it's an A, right? It's an A. Mm-hmm. There and there are no A pluses, A minuses in college, right? That that yeah, it's just it's an just A. A hundred to a ninety is an A. So I got an A on my final, and then and I could tell she, my mom said it, and like wasn't thinking like it, she said it before and I could tell she did she wasn't like meaning to say it right like I think it was something that she was saying in her head and I could yeah. tell that like as the words were coming out she was like oh shit but she said <laughs> kind of quietly when I said I got 92 she was just like I mean 100 would have been better and it's like mother <laughs> like it's things like that though and so yeah you know Nate, and, like we see like Nate last season right like he makes that really great play that gets a win for Richmond and People are like hailing him and he's being called brilliant. He's getting all this recognition. It's a really big achievement in his career as a football mm-hmm. coach and his dad. And, and so Nate is like, he's proud of it. Right. And because his dad is what I'm assuming we haven't seen this, but I'm assuming his dad has put so much pressure on his whole life that he's kind of like, Hey dad, look what I did. Like I'm doing, you know, I like, I I'm succeeding in life. And his dad's like, makes a comp, like, you know, snaps at him for not being modest enough. Like nothing is ever good enough. But here's the things we're not really see- we're not seeing that enough. Yeah. So that it. Well, like well the today, thi- yeah. and the thing with that too, that like that part of like the storyline, like we didn't even get anything with his parents until season two. So it was like felt like exactly. it was so out of the blue that it was just yeah. like okay, because like I could I could see if like. I don't know, they continued, like, the resentment of, like, of Nate, like, from season one, like, where he was just the kit man, and, like, Jamie treated him like shit and everything, then to season two, but, like, they all loved him, like, by the, you know, when they promoted him to coach, like, all the whole team was like, yeah, you're the best, <laughs> like, they loved him like, so I much. Like, I wonder if it would have been so more was... effective if we could have seen a scene with Nate and his dad, and he's like, dad, like, like, like his dad makes some kind of comment of like, oh, you're just a kit man. And then Nate's like, no, I got promoted today. 
And then his dad finds something to criticize about that. Yeah. It can't just be like, Oh my God, like that's, that's amazing. You know, something like, but we only got one instance. We got one instance of that in the, in the second season, like that one. And then today, or not today, but um, in this week's episode, in the premiere, after the press conference, yeah, his mom, it's his mom. His mom texts him and says, "Your dad is mad <laughs> that you." Because by, by all accounts, it was it was a successful press conference for Nate. I mean, he was a dick the whole time. It wasn't. Yeah, was it dick. wasn't nice, but it was. I mean, he he came across competent. So where's Trent Grimm when you need him? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, like, but he didn't. Like once he was able to, like once he did that, which you knew, I knew it was happening. Like when he was like, "Excuse me," and he bent over, I was like, "Oh, he's yeah, gonna, oh yeah, yeah, yeah," and he did. I yeah. knew it. Blah, you know, blah, blah. he got his confidence. All do it. Once he, but once he did that, though, he was poised. He spoke, you know, clearly yeah. and coherently, and he was confident up there. And yeah, he was a dick about it, but it was, by all accounts, it was it was a successful first press conference for him as mm-hmm. the head coach of the of this. Like one of the best football clubs in, Japan in, football. in the UK. So like, but and all we got though was like, I mean, I think it would have been better if even like he called his. They had a, he had a conversation. Like it could have shown a telephone conversation. Like the mm-hmm. whole like just his mom sending him text going, oh, we're so you know like oh we saw you on the press conference. Your dad is mad that you cut. Yeah. Like, so I mean, it's it, they sprinkle in little things like that. But again, here's the thing. I'm just. All the things I'm saying about that putting pressure, I'm like, this, these are just assumptions that I'm making based on the little yeah. information that we've been getting. Yeah. All like, we I, know is I that mean, they have a complicated relationship. We don't know yeah. the extent of it. I mean, if yeah. we would have seen, yeah, like if we would have seen that person out, like the, the spit personality from Nate, like in season one, then I would be a little bit more on board. But there was just not like, I don't remember anything from season one where he was just like a straight thing, up dick. The only thing was like when, um, like the final the final episode when the when the cold open right when he gets when they promote him to being a coach, but he doesn't know that yet, and he's in the locker room and he sees the new kid oh, man, yeah, yeah, and he there gets really that, yeah. angry. There's that, but here's the thing: is like at the time it it doesn't register anything. But if you watch that after watching season two, that scene sticks out a little bit more. But I, you're right, Jess, though, that that re- it only sticks out now because of what we know from season two. If you're looking at season one by itself, no, there really was yeah. no indication of this, um, of spitting Nate. Yeah, it was spitting Nate. Spitting Nate. <laughs> anyway, so that's my thought. Paul. An optimistic Chris. Okay. Optimistic <laughs> Chris from June. Paul. Uh, for... Uh, First off, the the one thing I truly loved about this episode was that Rupert's office is literally like just like a remake of the Emperor's throne room on the Death Star. <laughs> He's got like this. Think of that. That's hilarious. It's all black, and his little window, his circular window, looks just like the window the Emperor sits in front of in the Death Star. Oh my god! I never even thought I of that. I have to look That's at that. Amazing. At- Oh is he gonna do a side by side? I swear to God! Is it, is it like a big armchair? Does it, is this like is it like the big armchair? I can't he's remember. Got kind of like a bigger chair, but like yeah, and the okay. whole office is black and it's got like metal. Like I thought I was in the Death Star. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So I am at. I am at a low crisp. Mm. Uh, 
I'm at, um, I, man, I, now I'm a little worried. I remember when we got season two, we're like, oh, we're going to get 12 episodes. Yay. And I'm like, oh, God, we're going to get 12 <laughs> episodes after this. Like, yikes. Uh-oh. Um, I guess I'm I like I'm gonna be optimistic and I and again it's a low crisp to the standards we've been used to of Ted Lasso. Right. Yep. You know, like so many almost all of them for me have either been a high juicy or a golden crisp or or juicy. And this one does not even come close to any of those. Doesn't Ooh. come anywhere near wow. like barbecue Ooh. sauce moment. Ooh. I feel like all of the Ted Lasso charm felt a hundred percent forced. Yes. Nothing of it felt natural. Um, I don't like that they're foreshadowing that Nate is going to get redemption because fuck that guy. Right. You know, him putting the Lego piece next to everybody. Fuck that I, shit. Yeah, I was a little, I was like annoyed by that too. I was like, ah, fuck you, Henry. I'm getting pissed <laughs> that it seems like Jamie Tart's becoming a carbon copy of Ted Lasso. No, I need that guy with an edge. Like, like, what the fuck did he say? Is like bingo el gringo to fucking Danny. I'm like, no, don't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, stop it. <laughs> it's not You're you, Jamie fucking Tart. I did like the breakup with, uh, you know, Neely and all that. Like, and I, I, just everything. <laughs> nothing, nothing about this really felt authentic. This didn't feel like an authentic. Ted Lasso kind of I episode. Too. I felt like, like if, that too, but I, I'm wondering though, thought, if like, but I'm wondering if it's sort of like what I was saying though, like this is, and what we were saying, like one of the we were predicting though, of like people getting tired of Ted's shit. I wonder the part that's why I'm like I'm getting tired of Ted's shit. Well, that's what I am. Yeah, we all are, right? So what I'm thinking, what I am, op- I'm cautiously optimistic is like they did this on purpose because it's like it is forced on purpose. Because clearly the Ted Lasso way is. has to change. You know, like it's yeah, one of those like this is. is like this is the show also saying, yeah, something's something's got to give here. Like something needs to change with the Lasso way. Or he's like, I can't do that. I, I can't be that fighter guy. I'm going back to America. Uh, I I did love the sewer stuff. Like I did love the sewer stuff because I love that fucking movie. I did love the running gags of him watching a scary movie on a plane and then being like, I yeah, watched The Exorcist. Um, but out it wasn't of even all his the movie, it was his yeah, movie. it was the person. It was the person next, next to him. To him. Out of all the out of all the dire shit we predicted that could happen with his own personal family life. I can't believe we did not predict that she was going to get with somebody. Like, oh, that was the thing. Okay. That was the thing. I can't believe, I can't believe I didn't predict. Like, we're going to go to some dark places. He's going to, like, he might become like a dick, but not in the way we need him to be a fighter. Like, I, that I don't bothered, I mean, I hope me something happens. That irritated me too, though. Like, the, that's how, what it ended on. It was like, oh, his mom is dating, but. Paul, you, I mean, well, I think, you it's know, not, well, I no, think divor- divorce agreements, though, like separation agreements and like, like most of the time, like, like girlfriends and boyfriends, like, or the, what they like to paramours are not supposed to be like you, a lot of times you have sort of like parameters in place with regards to that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, I don't know, but it's just, it, you know, it's, it's going to be. 
it's going to be a fun watch with that. Like, fuck that shit. That's still fresh here with, you know, like, and, and him being a, a half a global way, this guy is yeah. going to become like more of a dad than Ted is. Yeah. Ted yeah, had him like for six weeks, right? It was summer it. break. Like, isn't yeah, that how long weeks. Henry stayed with him all summer? Yeah, mm-hmm. six weeks. Yeah. yeah, six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I like that angle, though. Like, I like that, like, you know, oh, I like the, of like, hey, I like, like the angle giving him like presents. Like, what the fuck? Like, I like the angle. I just don't want to relive it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm here for you, Paul. I know you are. I know you are. I'm in a good, good place TV. to get through also, this. I'm in a good place to get through this. It's, it's also good, good TV, Paul. <laughs> but, but Paul, you're right, though. I, I understand what you're saying, but it did. It did feel like the the. The Ted Lasso tropes and stuff, it felt it it's it starting yeah. to feel tropey, right? But like what I'm hoping is that like I'm putting oh. a lot of faith in the writers and the yeah. showrunner that like this is on purpose because like this season will actually address that. Like Ted will Real, have to yeah. finally face that. Like like Ted is going to have to face reality. Yeah, real quick, I'm gonna jump back to the um dad thing or you know like like the boyfriend thing and i think it's inevitably going to turn into the ted lasso charm of like oh you know like i should be mad at you oh gee yucks or whatever juno shucks me or whatever yeah (laughs) but like you're giving my son you know like 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 you're being there for him and blah 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 i just don't i i don't see a fighting ted like i just see the laid back roll with the punches guy and i think he like I, and 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 we got confirmation ted like jason sudeikis said you know he goes i know people have been saying like if there's still a story he goes but as far as i'm concerned this is it we're done he oh, said that okay. said that march 6 okay he said, well he said as far as i'm concerned it's over season three is the swan song hmm. and i think okay. he's I almost think he's going to get well, run out of news. town. <laughs> like, <Yeah. it's>, like, <laughs> see, I, mean, I think maybe, I would rather there's see. A lot of, if her, there's a lot of in this episode of him being like, I'm not sure why I'm here anymore. So, I mean, that's, well, he's, that's a good indicator of know, being like. He's lost. Maybe right? he's done. He's he's lost. Like he is, and that's the thing though. Like what you were saying, Paul. I that, like, know that he wants him, to fight. Him, st- him just yeah. taking every like not not fighting, but like I think it's because he he's gonna have to. Like I feel like it, real character development for Ted is because all he's doing he what he's doing is avoiding. Like even this feeling of being like like feeling like I don't know why I'm here. Like he's just avoiding. He's avoiding every. He's avoiding the stuff he doesn't want to face and um. Because that's what he's always done. I mean, we started, I guess he started on that journey last season. And yeah, I think he did make great strides, right? Like he, you know, tells out to Sharon about, you know, he, it, the stuff with his dad was very tragic, right? And, um, you know, it, it explains a lot of like why Ted is the way who he is, but like it's not, because yes, I'm not, it's not, it's actually this whole, like laid back, always take the high road, super positive. Like, I don't even know if that's genuinely like Ted. I, I feel like a lot of it, I mean, I'm he is a great, you know, he's like, I guess, great guy, whatever. But I do feel like a lot of that is also a way to avoid, a way to deflect, a way to avoid confrontation. And 
so I mean, I, I would hope that the show like really like leans into that, like more on, I mean, it is, the show is called Ted Lasso. Like he's our main character. Like I would like to see that growth of him finally learning to like, comf- you know, like confronting these things that he just has been avoiding. Mm-hmm. You know, like he has to, I mean, he's going to have to fight. He's, and not like be an ass about it. Like, he's a smart guy. Find a I way mean, to fight using like basically like he needs to be able to take the things that make him, you know, that make him great. Right. And then like use that to fight. Like what he's doing is not fighting like the whole press conference. That wasn't fighting. It was deflecting. No, I actually I actually like aside from. I don't know, like I, I have mixed feelings on the press conference because like I kind of like that he did that because like Nate was such a dick. It put Nate in his I, place, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it was, he was such a dick that the, you know, when when Ted doesn't really, you know, address that or be like, well, you know, like, I mean, he he's smart and like he kind of digs at him too when he was like, man, he go he finds the weakness and he goes for it. So I mean, it wasn't like, like it was like a very subtle like dig, but it that was a pretty like like he's a fucking animal like he'll he'll attack you like he's got no he's got no like he's a shark um you know uh but yeah like i mean you saw like the you know all of the press afterwards was like oh who's the wanker now like like who's the dick now it's you nate like you're the fucking dick yeah i mean even the like okay yeah like the jokes he made like they but they were like obvious jokes it's like oh they're in the sewer because he's shitty like oh good one like way to go you I mean, did it. i still think that like, was that was ter- like that was just dumb on ted part again like he just i would like to see him be better like be be a better coach like and i well we didn't get any coaching this episode a little <laughs> like, bit we with Ro- a little bit with roy because roy actually had like a plan and you know, I kind yeah, of like, like what a they're doing. strategy. And mm-hmm. I like how, and this is why Roy Kent is, you know what, he is my favorite character. I do, I love Roy Kent. But, like, <laughs> because here's the thing, like, he's not, like, driving himself crazy trying, he knows, like, he knows that he does not have Nate's brain. Like, Nate is a brilliant well, coach in certain areas in terms of, like, strategy. See, I like, disagree with that. I totally disagree with that. I feel like he he does. He just doesn't have the confidence. Because if you look at it, when he says that, and he's like, I don't have his brain, you look at Beard, who then looks at Ted, who's like, eh, mm, nope. And, like, they both share this look that's like, yeah, no, you're totally wrong about that. Because, like, he's got really good like we see in season two, he's got like he know like he says exactly what the person's supposed to do and they do it. Um and I think that like I think that will translate to that. Like we'll see that later. Like I think well, we I think will see what it. Nate Nate is good at using like the out of the box sort of like that's his that's where his Yeah, I mean goes. I don't and, disagree. That, and that's where he yeah. excels. I think and Roy I needs to find that. where he excels at. I think when right, I say like, like Roy doesn't have Nate's brain, I think it's more of like Roy has to find has to find the thing that he is most knowledgeable about and be able to just, implement that into the yeah. game. But he, he, I mean, and he's just got to find his way. But I mean, he's confident himself to go to say like, Hey, this might be the safe route, but like sometimes the safe route, I mean, sometimes the safe route is the smart route. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, like this, it's not a bad strategy at all. The only thing I'm, I'm saying is that, like, I just don't think Rory's confidence in that is there yet. And once he kind of has a couple wins, like, under his belt, or like a couple times when the strategy works, then he might be able to build build on that um because like he just i mean you know like nate would come up with like some plays and stuff and they would do it and it would work so of course he's not gonna like he's not gonna step outside that box and be like okay like like he i feel like roy like feels like his main job thus far like up until this season because nate left but he used to fill the spot but like before that i feel like he thought like he viewed his job as like the you know, I'm going to tell the players what they need to work on in, in terms of like skill. Like you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing this. Oh, like I noticed this here. You should attack that player because he's, or you have that. a tendency like, to do this because he played yeah, with them for like years. It's like, you do like, this, you should change it this way. Yeah. Like literally skill coaching and not having to deal with any of the plays, <laughs> but now That's he true. has to actually deal with it. So it's like, Oh, like I don't, because he's the only one that knows like, soccer. You haven't fucking done it yet. Well, he's <laughs> he because it. now, now out of the coaches for Richmond, I mean Beard knows. I mean he knows more than Ted, but this is still not like soccer is not Beard's forte. Ted still has no fucking clue how the game works. Like Roy is like the only one on that coaching staff that has like actual like knowledge of the game, yeah, and of the sp- and of the sport, like. That's kind of terrifying. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, and I guess my reading for this first episode would probably be uh, with you, June, just like a solid, crisp, like, it's really hard to kind of, we don't really know what's going to happen this season and like what direction it's going to go in and, um, yeah, I, I do agree with you guys that a lot of the, you know, lasso stuff was uh, more forced than you want it to be. Um, you know, Rebecca's action or reaction was pretty much like one of, aside from her, I mean, aside from Rebecca's action or reaction being like the most like, um, I guess, pure authentic like, reaction, then you get like uh, Phoebe. <laughs> She's like, I think you're fucking stupid. I shouldn't say fucking, but she's like, I think you're being stupid. Um, you know, so those 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 things were uh, were pretty genuine, and I liked that we got Ted talking to Doctor Sharon. But um, I don't know. It's just it's so hard to see where it's gonna go. And we, I mean, like just from the trailer, we've seen, you know bits and pieces where like the team looks distraught we've seen you know scenes where they get into a fight on the field like there's a whole bunch of like so like we know there's shit coming but it's like how are we gonna get there what's the aftermath gonna be is it gonna be more of the same like you know um we do like i i did like that it ended on like ted's face dropping like that was good (laughs) Like, I was like, okay, well, at least we're not, la- you know, ending on a laugh, you know? Like, I was like, oh, everything's fine. Um, so, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I, like, the way that it this started out, I kind of want, 
kind of want like them to play like a whole bunch of games in the next couple episodes and I want them to lose them all. Like I just want them to not win any of them. And then so then that way, you know, he's head on faced with that like, okay, yeah. like you're losing. Like you are losing, you're doing exactly what everyone said that you were going to do like you're in last place like what are you going to do about it and the jokey and and then the jokey deflection stuff that he does you know that's i like paul said i think you know people people are getting and we're back like we said rebecca was almost like an kind of like an audience surrogate i think Mm -hmm. of like her being like oh my god ted like you got to snap out of it like or like this can't you got something's got to change like i mean the press i think the i think the fans like it's the community i think it's Cause like, you know, at the end, you know, when they would lose, it'd be like, they would call him a wanker, but then they would still, then they'd be like, oh, here's a beer. Right. You know, and then they pal around them at the bar. It's like, I, I feel like the, the goodwill, what I'm hoping, and this is, the, this is what I'm hoping. Well, I think it, I mean, it creates more drama, but the goodwill, well. the goodwill is going to start to kind of erode where people are not going to take it anymore. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it It should be that way, though, right? Because it's like, okay, like you were, you know, first season you were relegated, then you got promoted again. So you're on the upswing. So, you know, even though you are, you know, projected to be last, you shouldn't, you still shouldn't be last. And um, yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. We'll have to just wait and see I've, and hopefully, but yes. I feel like. I feel like there should be like a two year grace period. Like if we get promoted, like, Hey, like you're safe for a year. Like, like you're nope. good. <laughs> I don't know. Like in yeah. June, I gotta, I gotta push Jumas? back a little, I gotta push back a little bit on you. And I don't know how much legs I have to stand on because this was a <laughs> high school team, but I'm sorry. When remember the Titans go to fucking the Gettysburg cemetery <laughs> As a field trip, dad, that they needed that. They fucking they they, they ran true. the table. That's true. I never I, saw that movie. I was okay with the sewer. What? The sewer oh, part. Are you kidding? You gotta watch that movie. It's so good. <laughs> never seen it. Oh Stop my the presses. God. Stop everything that you're doing. <laughs> Go that watch that fucking movie is right fantastic. now. Oh, it is so good. It's like. One Holy of the greatest sh- sports movies of all time. I'm, I'm shook right now. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't even know how to, like, I'm like, wait, what? Huh? What? No. What? What? It was like a no. delayed reaction with you. You, like, kind of kept talking. Like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, she never, for real? No? <laughs> no. You gotta watch that. You gotta fucking watch it. It's so good. That's a field trip that helps a team. It is. <laughs> A much different situation, though. <laughs> much different situation. They're fighting segregation and racism. <laughs> right? Like not, not just. <laughs> I also sent uh, oh, you. Oh, we were last called last by the press by the newspapers. <laughs> I, I sent you both. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm onto something. You are absolutely onto something, and that's that was absolutely done on purpose. There's no, there's no way it wasn't. Like that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I know I'm looking I, at them right now. I feel like oh, I caught God. something. You <laughs> did. You definitely did. That I mean, the window. Like, come on. I know. And his chair. And, and yeah, and, and then he's chair, in all and black. Nate's wearing all yeah. Nate's wearing all black. Yeah. 
There's always two. Picture, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the master and the apprentice. <laughs> the master and the apprentice. If Nate gets redemption, fuck this. Yeah, I'm, next... I'm, uh, I might just throw the whole thing out if he gets he gets redemption. Nah, he it's I think that's kind of inevitable. But um so next week's episode is called I Don't Wanna Go to Chelsea. Um I don't wanna go is in parentheses. Um, so the synopsis is news of a top player looking to move to London sends the English clubs into a frenzy. Richmond plays their first game back in the Premier League. So we are getting soccer next episode, Jeff. They're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to lose. And that's, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> And it's not going to be like it, – it, it, it's going to be worse than the Man City game at, yep. at Wembley. It's going to be like seven to nothing. Wasn't there like a big game in one of the previous seasons where they played Chelsea and I can't remember if they won or lost? I don't remember. It was like a – yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so that's next week. So we are getting soccer. Um, so – and – and that'll create some the new like a potential new player. Basically, everyone's gonna three aces. Yeah, they're gonna try to get him. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting to see like who comes in and if they become a team member or not. Although you know? I kind of feel like Ted's gonna win him over. We still have know, maybe, maybe with the lasso attitude. Over the lasso. We yeah. still have the for all mankind Jody Ball four coming. Which person is that? Who does she, she play in all? She, she all plays mankind? like the president. Oh, oh, she's in the oh. Season. She was she was named as a she was named as a regular for this season. Oh sure. Yeah, and that she has like she's gonna clash with Lasso. Yeah. Mm. That'd be so good. May, he maybe, needs that. He needs mm, it. Maybe she's this player's agent. Maybe. Or maybe she takes, maybe she's the new Keeley, like the PR marketing person. Oh, could be. Yeah. Oh, and they kind of set up a little, like, like that, that fell force to like, like the little drama we're going to see with that. Like, Oh, here's your CFO. I never knew what a CFO was. Ha ha ha. Get my $200 flowers. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was a little weird. I wasn't like, wasn't super on board with that. There was that, and then there was like the weird, like uh, Rupert's assistant was super weird too. Uh, yeah, she was like, "Here's the box." I I rolled at <laughs> I I rolled at so many jokes, like yeah, like it just wasn't that funny. Like when Higgins moves his shirt to see that he has two similar. Yeah, I didn't like that joke either. Or like that guy, like uh, like like Nate says, like my name might be Disco, but this ain't no party. Like that's yeah. dumb. Yeah, I didn't that like was that either. Stupid. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Like, cause it was like, okay, like again, I get that like Nate is the new like manager or whatever, like he's the new like head coach, but like you, like you tell a a player to get in a dumb dumb a dumb dumb zone. Person is like, oh, what the fuck, man? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, and HR the, and the like, fuck. Well, no, and yeah. here's the thing, though. And again, basically, on the little bit of information that we actually know about, you know, between Nate and his dad, I mean, again, I'm just 
basing this on my own experience of having an overbearing Asian parent, you know, like, you know, that, like that, it, it could be, I mean, it, it could very easily be like how his dad would, like, that's how he tried to, when he would teach Nate stuff, right? Oh, it sure. wasn't like, like not... encourage it wasn't encouraged but yeah and I get what you're saying like so like that's what I, I can but again like if we knew more about their relationship I think it would put it in a context like why Nate is taking this approach like why he was yeah, and I'm not... dumb dumb zone yeah it just and seems I'm not, like, like petty right I'm now not, it just it looks right. petty and, and I'm not surprised by that though that's that's not really what my point is like my point's not that I'm not surprised because like he started that shit in season two and it it was jarring then, but like, it kind of makes sense now. Cause like, okay, he was pulling that shit. Like, like he was, you know, like he had that whole conversation with Colin, all that stuff. Like he, he's, he's beat like his, his way of talking to people is mean. And, but like not one person, like the, the fact that not one of the other coaches, like just like looked over and was like, what the fuck? Like not one of them, like it makes them to it. Like the feeling I got from that whole, like all of like West Ham was fucking what, what's the country that, um, the mighty ducks play in, in the Iceland, Iceland. Iceland. They're all, yes. Like that's what it made me think of. And I was like, that's absolutely bonkers. Like that's crazy. Like, why are we Iceland right now? Like why is West Ham Iceland Like it's so weird. Like, you know, they don't have to oh, be sorry. super dicks like that. No, go ahead. I didn't really have um, <laughs> You know, we keep talking about, we keep talking about how, like, we didn't see any major mean moments in the first season of Ted Lasso. And I, it's been a while since I rewatched it. Now I'm thinking about, like, I wonder how I would feel rewatching him roast the team. Mm, before that bad. <laughs> yeah, like like you're not trying to be funny. You're trying to be a fucking asshole. Yeah, this is before because like if you think about it, like that. Yeah, man. Now you just ooh, now I'm gonna go down a thing. No, and and, like, and that's what sucks you, though is because you think it about does... it, and it's like all right, well he didn't have the confidence of being like a coach, so it was it was delivered more like you would take it in more of like a joking context because like oh he's just neat. And then they're like, oh, hey, guess what? You're a coach. And he's like, ha, 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 all jokes. It was really all jokes. Ha, ha, ha. Like, I'll just go along with you guys. And Well, because when Rebecca because when Rebecca comes out, he's like, oh, shit, am I fired because I called Isaac a pussy? Like, mm-hmm. if you were joking around, I don't think you'd be that concerned about it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and so but, in, but if you look at season one by itself, it's not glaring. But now no. having, you know, all season two and now this first episode of um, season three, it it does. it. That's why I said, like, before, you know, when I first watched season one, that whole his outburst at the new kit man, you know, because he doesn't know that he's getting promoted. I didn't think anything of it when I first watched it. And then when I rewatched that episode a few weeks ago, like, I remember that moment sticking out to me. Um, and. You know what? Now that you mentioned it, Paul, like it, it, that that scene when like he when Ted's like, you know, I want you to tell, like, I want you to read the letter that you wrote out loud, and I want you to, I want you to deliver the speech to the team. Um, you know, I, yeah, it it sticks out, but I think what I try to do with season one is I do try to keep it like 
as season one. I'm just trying like, to find more weird reasons to hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I okay, the thing you can say about the letter is that at least with with that letter or whatever, like when he's being mean, there's truth behind it. Yeah. But like now when he's being mean, it's like you go to the dumb dumb line because you're a dumb dumb. And he's not now saying like he's not telling the player anything that's going to help him. He's not like, oh, you weren't doing that. Like I, I watched you do this. Like, why would you do that when blah, blah, blah. like whatever? Like he's not giving them a reason. He's just like, you're an idiot. Stand here and wear a dunce cap. Like is basically yeah. what he's saying. And, and that's not helpful. Yeah. And Nate was such a, you know, he was like, I think he was like on all, all of our top five characters from season one, right? Like he's an mm-hmm. integral part to the show. Yeah, and so I think, and so, you know, thank God that's and a again, episode. it's fine. Like if you, it's kind of like the whole Game of Thrones thing, right? Like I'm fine that Daenerys ends up being the big bad at the end. I don't like how they get there. So my biggest issue with the Nate stuff is that I don't like how we got to where we have yeah, with him no, because and because no. because like, out of nowhere no it would it wouldn't make me empathize well maybe a little bit but like it wouldn't make him any less of an asshole and it wouldn't make you know what he's doing any less wrong but at least it would it would give the character at least some gravitas like something more like something more if we had gotten a little bit more of the relationship between him and his dad because clearly this is all stemming from that Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, because maybe, you know, the way that he and his dad was so hard on him, right? Like he didn't have confidence as a kid. So that led to him getting bullied and not standing up for himself. And then it kind of all, you know, piles on top of each other. But it all goes back to his relationship with his dad, right? So then that's why, like, I wish, like, I think, I think the the, the heel turn would have felt more earned if we have, if we had more. Not even a yeah. lot more, but like a little bit more, like actually seeing more than one actual interaction between them. And, you know, instead of like him making like, you know, saying something just like offhanded about like, it's so hard to shop for his dad's like for Christmas because his dad hates everything or nothing's enough for, you know, whatever. Or like the text from his mom, like mm-hmm. give me more interaction with him and his dad and stuff like that. Right. And I think it would just, it would give more depth to the character so the heel turn would feel earned. And then it wouldn't seem just so petty. And again, mm. he would still be an asshole and what he's doing is still awful. But I just yeah. think it would just feel, it would make him a more well-rounded character. Even mm-hmm. if he is a, even if he is a bad guy, like it at least makes, I mean, even the bad guy characters, like it's always more interesting when you give them, more and make a moral around mm-hmm. it that makes him just that makes him even more intriguing bad guy yeah <clears throat> so <clears throat> um, we will see yeah, I agree. um yeah, I I agree. Think I'm I don't know that we, there's what i think i'm done with phoebe now like, okay, i don't think did, i need to see her anymore you know what and i think this this is the little problem that i had with henry too the same kid actors, right? They're still having them act like young kids. Yeah, they're, oh my God. Not. they're the worst. Like Phoebe worst. was. I, I, I loved Henry's Phoebe life. in the previous two seasons, <laughs> but now it's been two years, right? I mean, and they're still having her act like like she's nine. Yeah, like you're in middle yeah. school now, kid. Like yeah, and so 
it so yeah, they her, need to like write all of for her, her stuff felt like the precocious kid stuff isn't working on either Henry or Phoebe right now because they're too old for that. She almost right? should have been like, "Why do you feel the need to tell me that you guys are breaking up? Like I'm your niece." Like yeah, like I should go home to my mom. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, and, you know, I just and so like all of their stuff felt very like her, like all of her line delivery felt so stilted because you could tell they were wanting her to deliver it and to portray the character as the precocious kid. And yeah, that only works. I mean, I think they, I think they like just they wanted. Well, at least I hope this anyway. That they wanted to tie off, like, tie the loose end of Phoebe off for some reason. I don't know why, because they really didn't need to. It's just a niece. You know, if she disappears, she disappears. Like, nobody's going to care. Um, like, that's, I feel like that's the only reason why that scene existed was to be like, okay, we need a way, like, and it was like, not saying it was good. Like, I feel like it was actually kind of, like, pretty lazy. Like, we need a way to, like, establish that you know, uh, Roy and Keely are broken up. And instead of like, instead of just having her talk to Rebecca about it in the, like at their lunch, which they should have done and had Roy talk to, you know, somebody about, well, Roy doesn't really talk to anybody, but whatever, mention it or something like, like instead of doing that, they're like, well, let's bring this, this kid in. Cause like people are going to wonder where she is. And it's like, dude, no, nobody's going to fucking wonder that. Well, no, <laughs> I gonna care. really did. I liked the character. I liked Phoebe I liked and her. I liked her and I, Roy, but again, like. I did like her. She but needs to, I don't they, need they need to, they need to, her. <laughs> they need to, well, if they're going to have her, they need to transition her little character. Like her character needs yeah, to go but that's from my precocious, like, they, precocious they, kid she needs to be more plucky teenager than precocious elementary school kid. She needs to be plucky teenager. Make and they didn't like a do little that. Bitch. Like, like, the like they just, the, the best, they had her like, act a lot younger than she actually is. Same with Henry. I felt like Henry was acting younger dude, than he actually line, is. And it doesn't work. And it doesn't work. The best line in that, in that scene with Phoebe was what was when Keely was like, but we can still hang out. And she was like, why? yeah like i wanted it i wanted it to just end there like (laughs) and just be like why would i hang out with you like what didn't work for me was the whole like (laughs) well when she was like can i say a bad word yeah that was she said but the bad word is stupid and i'm like no because at this point she would be like like sassy's daughter she and should be not, like Sassy's daughter right now. Yeah, like you're not in kindergarten and you hang out with Roy Kent all the time. Yeah. Like you should actually be saying a bad word. Like Which like, could be a hint that he is dating the teacher. Could be, yeah. Yeah, um, because, you know, like sh- that line, like I'm her saying that. that, the whole like that yeah. joke of her being like, I say a bad word and that I was actually the word stupid. That would have worked in season one. Right. Like that would have been a cute joke in season one, mm-hmm. but not now when she's clearly a teenager and wouldn't, that's not how teenagers talk. Like that's a little kid. That's like a little kid thing to do. And it's funny because they're kids. It's not funny when you're a teenager. She needs, yeah, she needs to be plucky teenager. Like stop. Yeah. Which they, yeah. they didn't do. They're not going with that. And Henry needs to be like, dad, you left. Yeah. Like, Henry, oh, Henry's lines just, Oh, because he's playing younger because they're he's he's playing younger than he actually is and it doesn't it just it feels weird 
Because I'm just thinking like how Emmett would be acting. Because I think they're, uh, I think Henry might be older than Emmett in this. He show. is. So like, I think he is. Right? He's still acting like he did in the first season when we met him. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense because clearly a few years have passed, and he clearly looks older than he did in season he one. So, I much was, <laughs> so, so much older. So much older. But but he but his line delivery is exactly the same as it was in season one because they're having him act that same age and it doesn't make sense why and so yeah the, well, what they're doing with kid, the kid actors is any not great kid right who <laughs> who is like I'm gonna I wanna go down to the sewer to face my fear is not gonna talk like he fucking just talked like in the beginning of this episode yeah, no, if you watch the movie it we're fucking doing <laughs> but like the, that the, Henry's character is like all over the fucking place well, especially yeah. if he actually did watch the movie It, he would be talking like those boys in the movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which would be, yeah. Like, the, yeah like. the F-bomb city. Why did I just <laughs> say F-bomb? It'd be insane <laughs> fuck. F-bomb city was the the whole quote, Paul. They're trying to play him off that. as, like, still super, like, innocent, right? And it's it doesn't it doesn't work. Like, you know, like, he, they're trying to make him still be, like, super innocent. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Right now, my eyelids feel like they're not working. All so right. So we should. We talk this one in death. And yeah, on next, that note. That next week. note about fucking terrible kid after children. Um. I know. And then they, like, hit, like, you know, like, it, it's like all shows like that. Like, Modern Family is my biggest example. Like, they're all cute kids, and they go through that weird phase where, like, they're growing into their looks. My husband like, says ugh. the same thing. He's like, I liked it better when Manny and Luke were kids because they were cuter when they were kids. Luke I mean, got ugly. Just never, that's the, that's the <laughs> he just, like play with child actors. You never know if they're going to, yeah. you know, grow up looking remember, like. I just remember John was just like, he saw a later was, episode, and he was like, I think this is better when they were younger. <laughs> Yeah, it's man. I, you just gotta. You, I'm sure there's some examples of kids growing up fine. The Olsen <laughs> But twins. I can't. Oh yeah, that was they did great. Uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but yeah. Uh, uh, all I know, like you know, real quick, I think you know it's got to be coming out soon. Is the after party season two? Yep. Uh, I think that is coming April twenty eighth. And Severance season wait, two is this a, year too, right? Wait, do we have a trailer for that? Because we have a trailer for Shemiga Dune too. Yeah, I've seen that trailer. Chicago Dune. Shemakaga. Shemagugan. And then is it is Severance <laughs> coming out this called? fall or winter? Severance season uh, two. I don't know that officially. Uh, Why did I but, think we were told we were gonna have to like wait a whole year for that? For what Severance? Yeah. Probably because we haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, that. Would I mean, be. that would be like by fall, by fall or winter, wouldn't that be at least a year? That would right? be a year. That yeah, would be I don't know. Fall. It came yeah. out last summer. Yeah, I'm just like I again, my brain. You know, during all yeah, that we time, go. I right, thought I, well, no, no, I I thought I read something that 2024 would be we would see Severance season two. Okay, I don't know, but I can't find it right now because that would be a tragedy. Right. That would be very sad. 
Okay, well, Jess is going to hit you with contact info. <laughs> this has been Apple to Oranges, an Apple TV Plus original review show. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash apple to oranges. Send us an email at apple to oranges pod at gmail.com or tweet us at at ATO underscore pod on Twitter. Thank you for listening. See you next time.